Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, Lord, I praise you and I thank you. Um, I thank you for the gift of Mr. Todd and Emily. I ask that you watch over us as we record, um, and I just pray that we have good conversation as we talk about my faith journey, and I ask Mother Mary to wrap us in her mantle as we pray, Hail Mary, full of of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Super excited, jam-packed, going to have a big show today. We're welcoming as our guest, Miss Anne Elise Davis, better known as A.D. Welcome to the show, A.D. Thank you. All right, and today's co-host, a, str- a stranger to the booth until last week, Miss <laughs> Emily Citron, my youngest daughter. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the show, Emily. Happy to be here. All right, A.D., I want you to start at the beginning, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, I'm born and raised in Lafayette. Uh, my family is Catholic. I was raised Catholic, cradle Catholic, um... I went to St. Pius Elementary School, pre-K-3 through 8th grade, and then I went to St. Thomas More High School for all the four years. Um, I currently attend Franciscan University of Steubenville. I'm a freshman there. And yeah, I was really just grew up in the faith, going to Mass every Sunday. St. Pius had a lot of opportunities for me, and they allowed us to go on retreats and to go to confession once a month and adoration once a month, which was super awesome. Um, but my faith really kicked in when I got into high school. I had attended a faith camp. It's in Abbeville, um, at Stillwater every summer. It's through Family Missions Company. I know that place. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when I got really involved. I was a camper there for a couple years, and then I started working as staff since my freshman year of high school. I loved it. The people there were great. It was a great community. And then when I got to STM, campus ministry really kicked my faith into gear. Just like hearing Coach Strother and like just being a part of it, being a part of a good community and him telling me to just show up was really the biggest thing for me. Just like, it doesn't matter if your friends are going, just show up because the Lord has something in store for you. And then I think that was kind of, I was kind of just going through the motions my freshman, sophomore year, like kind of just doing what Coach Strother told me. Mm-hmm. And then I got involved with St. Pius Life Teen and then the youth minister left. That was James Optenhoff. And I really liked him. And so I moved with him and I got involved at Sacred Heart in Broussard, which is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. They really helped me through my faith journey. My sophomore year of high school, I had a really bad knee injury. I blew out my knee. That was a really tough time for me because I was very into sports, played three sports, and it was just super hard to not be able to do what I loved. And I heard you were a stud in sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what did you achieve in sports? Give us a little bit of what your achievements in sports. Well, I freshman year, I played varsity volleyball and basketball. I didn't get involved in track until my junior year, but my That's pretty good. junior year of high school, we were state runner-ups for volleyball. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, we were state champions. And my senior year of basketball, we were state runner-up. I love it. Good yeah. deal. It's like a, it's like a sports factory at some time sport, right? And, yeah. Uh, so Father Mike and I duck hunted yesterday. I've lost track of time recently, 
and uh, Father Mike Delcom and Broussard, mm-hmm. and he asked me the question, why do people go to Mass in Broussard? Why do they go to Sacred Heart? Why, why Sacred Heart? So I guess that question was meant for you because I said, I have no idea. <laughs> but I'll ask you that question. Why Sacred Heart? What's so special about it? Sacred Heart, for me, is just a family. Like, from the minute I walked in, I felt like I belonged. And, like, every human has desire to be seen, known, and loved and to have a place to belong. And I think that's what my soul was longing for, and I didn't really know it until I walked into those doors. And I fell in love with it the minute I walked in, even if it was just the church, if it was the chapel, or if it was just the life center with... James waiting to give us a speech and just like the family of SHJ students but the love that these people have for everyone that walks through their doors it doesn't matter like where you're from if you're visiting for one day they will love you and they will take you in like their own and I think that's the most special thing about Sacred Heart and like having a community to fall back on when you're having trouble or even if you're doing really well just having that community to like support you and cheer for you and also having that community to help you back up when you fall love it emily welcome to the show jump in here let's go (laughs) um i can touch on that so sacred heart is actually where ad and i met so we i was on life i'm still on life teens core team um and ad was a senior whenever we met a senior at stm and I can definitely say that Sacred Heart has something very special going on. It's just like a fire that ignites over there. And when you walk in, you can tell that these are good people and that they love the Lord. And all they want is the best for you and the people around you. Um, so I was kind of thrown into Life Teen and all that ministry. I didn't know much about it. So AD was definitely someone who I guess we kind of latched together. And she just welcomed like she's saying she was welcomed into the community she was someone who welcomed me into sacred heart being new so all right how would you challenge ad come on give her some good stuff today (laughs) um let's see i guess something which you kind of touched on with your story but you are very devout at a very young age and i think that's very admirable in high school for me my faith was important but it kind of depended on the day it wasn't the center of my life until college so what drew you in and what keeps you in to fight those temptations because you're in college there's a lot of temptation so what kind of drew you in and what keeps you in i think the thing most that drew me in was the unconditional love that the father has to offer Um, i didn't really know it i didn't recognize it a lot and it's not just like someone like telling me that they love me it's just like the creation around me And, like, he did this all for you. And, like, especially learning about the passion of Christ and, like, him dying on the cross for each person that had come, is was going to come. And just learning that, like, he didn't do it for just Emily. He didn't do it just for Mr. Todd. Like, he did it for me specifically as well. Mm -hmm. That was a really hard hitting because at that time I was like, I need a place to belong. Like, that was the desire in my heart. And, like, knowing that I belonged in the heart of Christ. And, like, being in college, it's a little bit... It's a little bit easier for me because I do (laughs) go to a Catholic school now. (laughs) Um, But it is more difficult because I had to find a whole new community I went without knowing anybody and it was just like I could have fallen into so many different friend groups and like because although we I do go to Catholic college like there's still temptations there and I had to find the right people for me 
um, and I found a really great, solid friend group, and just, like, allowing them, accepting them as they were, and, like, allowing them to support me and, like, be there for me kept me from temptation, and also the opportunities at Franciscan are endless, like, four times a day, daily mass, and just so if you have class, like, there's always one you can make it to, confession every day, adoration once a week like it's just a super awesome place that like pushes me to be better in my faith which allows me to grow closer to the Lord and like stay away from those temptations when I have the Lord to go to instead of falling into them now AD Steubenville is a long Steubenville Ohio (laughs) is a long way from Lafayette Louisiana what would you say if to your classmates if you had to explain to them what a Cajun Catholic is. Oh gosh. (laughs) What comes to mind? I think a Cajun Catholic includes Southern hospitality for sure. Some people say Northerners are mean. They're kind of mean, but you still (laughs) like... So there's some truth to that. There's very different, it's very different cultures and you just have to learn to accept that and like if someone like kind of like off puts you a little bit, just like learn to like pray for them. I think I, being a Cajun Catholic, is learning that the root of everything is family and community. Mm. And I think that's a big thing, especially in Southern Louisiana, we're big family people. And finding that community that will be your family, that will help you get to heaven and walk with you on that journey, that's definitely what I think of when I think of Cajun Do Catholic. Do you think your friends look at you as someone different, as someone who comes from a, a, a wonderful place? Like, Do they recognize that in you, I guess? I think so. Yeah. We're a lot of my friends are from the north, specifically from Ohio or Pennsylvania, which is very close to where Steubenville is. Mm-hmm. And me coming from so far away, I think a part of what allowed them to bring me in as their friend because they were all already kind of friends. And one of my like best friends now at school, she actually like approached me about this, and she was like you just like give us a support system and like give us someone to fall back on if we need help Mm. um and I think that was really beautiful and it like really like touched my heart because like I didn't think I was doing that for people I was like I'm the same Catholic as everyone else just coming Mm -hmm. to school here and it was just like a really special moment for me because I was just like wow like I didn't know like that I had this like impact and like also a lot of people that go to Franciscan have really big families Mm -hmm. and like I'm one of two And so a lot of my friends have very big families and they were like, you seem like you come from a big family because you know how to love each and every person that you encounter. And I think that was like really special for me. Yeah. You know, I think the most beautiful thing of being a Cajun Catholic, a Catholic in general, but, but a Cajun too, is that we don't, the best of us are the ones that don't know, you know, they just are. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they have this devout faith and they share it with others and they don't even realize they're doing it. And I guess they're very humble about that. And that's the beauty. And I see that in you. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we, we've known each other a little bit through the duck camp. Uh, (laughs) she's an incredible hunter. And, uh, and, uh, of course she's got a big heart and, and I I love your family. And so I'll ask you that question, like who in your family inspired you in your faith? Like, where does your faith come from in your family genealogy? I think first off, I'd probably say my grandma, um, she like 
no matter what. My grandfather was diagnosed. He died a couple years ago, but he was diagnosed with ALS about six or seven years ago. But no matter what, they were at church every Saturday. They were getting communion. And I think that was really special for me. And, like, praying for them and knowing that the Lord was working and, like, helping them was super special for me. And even after he passed, she started going to prayer groups and still goes to Mass every Saturday at the same time at St. Joseph and Milton. This is Mom's mom. Yeah, Mom's and mom. Give her some names. We need to hear oh, some good Oh, Mary Kay. Miller. But <laughs> me and, and your grandpa? Yeah. What was his name? Ken Miller. Ken Miller. We call her Mare, and we called him Papa. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that's super special for me. And also my parents, who supported, took me to Mass when I didn't have a car, when I wanted to go. And just, like, supported me in all my decisions, especially going to Franciscan and studying theology. I know that was kind of a hard one for my dad, (laughs) but he was just like, I know that God loves you and this is what he wants for you. And so that was a really big push for me. Yeah, your dad and I had that in common because my daughter Jess (laughs) went went the theology route. And uh, we're very proud of her. I know you know Jess. Uh, so I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. And today's episode, uh, our guest is Anne Elise Davis, better known as AD. Around, She makes circles all around Acadiana. She's world famous. <laughs> and um, we're blessed to have her on the show. She is a freshman at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. She's been on many mission trips, I believe. And she's going to the Holy Land, which we're super excited about. But um, anyway, I got a lot of things to talk about. But Emily, I'm yeah. gonna let you jump in because we don't want to cut you out. <laughs> um, whenever you were talking, humility is definitely what was coming to mind. I think it's very. It says a lot about you that the thing you loved most about Sacred Heart was that it was a place to fall back and lean on, and that's exactly what your friend said about you. So I think that says a lot about you that you got what you your heart was desiring, and that you can give that to others. But my question, whenever you were talking. Do you think, so y'all are all Catholic at Franciscan, but do you think that um, y'all were formed in different ways? Like your specific Catholic faith and your relationship with the Lord, is it different being from Louisiana? Yeah, I think it is different. Catholic churches are different everywhere you go. Like I went home with my friend for Thanksgiving. Um, She's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And their church is very different as well. Like, it just it depends on where you go, like if they're traditional or if they're more on the modern side. But either way, the mass is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were definitely shaped differently. But I feel like when you come to Franciscan, or even if we, I doubt we would have met if we hadn't gone to Franciscan. But if we had, like just coming together and like knowing that we are all of the same root mm-hmm. of like Jesus died for us and like we love him. It's just like. Even if it's different, it's just togetherness. Yeah, like, one, brings us all one foundation that, that, that divides in many in many ways of the body of Christ is what comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, um, <sighs> Emily, I, I forgot, I lost my, I'm getting old. Lost my <laughs> I will mention that uh, in the last episode, if anyone heard the last episode of Cajun Catholics, our daughter Jessica, who AD knows real well, uh, we were. She was on the verge of having a baby, and she did have the baby yesterday. We're happy to report it was a healthy baby girl <laughs> named Lily Therese Bajeron. Yep. And so we all guessed girl, and we were right. So anyway, we happened to welcome her into did the world. Um, AD guessed it, boy. <laughs> oh, come on, AD. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're channeling in the wrong direction. 
so this is what I tell Jess when she was in theology. You know, I feel like, you know, you're going to learn some what I call academic Catholicism. They're going to go into some deep stuff. I don't know what you're studying right now. I think your job is to decipher that deep part of our faith, which is beautiful, and to be able to pass it on to the next person in a way that they can understand. Mm -hmm. So I would ask you that question. Give me some deep theological stuff you're learning. What are you? I'm not sure what you're studying right now. And, and how that, you can say that in simple terms to explain that to, to us. Okay. Give me something deep. <laughs> um, well, I actually just finished a Foundations of Catholicism class, which was super cool. And we learned about, we basically read the catechism cover to cover. Wow. Um, That's a and, lot. Yeah. <laughs> and as well as reading documents from Vatican II, which I think was probably the biggest part for me. I actually wrote a paper on one of them. It was called Godium et Spes, and it was about the church and the modern world. Um, and really, the biggest part of my paper was the dignity of the human being um, and how, no matter man or woman, like we are children of Christ. And it doesn't matter where you are, where you have been, what you have done. The Lord is always waiting for you with open arms to run back to him. And the Catholic Church is also waiting for you. A family is waiting for you to come back to. And I think that was really special for me. Because um, we've all made mistakes in our past. And just, like, knowing that I have climbed up this mountain and the Lord is so patiently waiting to carry me back down. Um, and just, like, I just think that was so special for me. Like, knowing that I am worthy enough and like loved enough to be carried back down the mountain. She's the real deal, man. I, wow. I mean, this girl is something else. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Um, have, so go ahead, Em. I have a question. It's okay. clear you're very passionate about your for faith. me or for her. No, oh, it's for, for her. her. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, and about being Catholic, what would you say is your favorite thing about being Catholic? Mm. There's a lot of great things about being Catholic. Um, I think something that I had underappreciated until I had kind of had my sort of conversion was the Mass, the sacrifice of the Mass. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but like I loved last year at Crossroads, which is a STM retreat for freshmen and sophomores. It's like a deeper dive into the faith. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it was Father Shoe he did a catechetical mass so he had explained everything that was going on and like I was a senior in high school and I still didn't know half of the stuff that he was talking about and like how the meaning behind each and everything that he was doing up there on the altar and I also think the Eucharist is so special that like our soul lies in the Eucharist and just getting to receive it every Sunday and sometimes almost every day and like getting to just sit in front of it in adoration and the monstrance and just like know that the Lord is gazing on you and you're gazing back at him it's just a really special um thing about the Catholic faith I'll share with you something personal when I when I fast um and I'll fast for quite a bit of time um and then I go to mass when I'm fasting and the only thing in my body is the Eucharist and it's special. It's different, and, uh, and 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 it's a feeling inside that I can't explain. 
But you're right on. I mean, my Curcio experience, the mass, the sacrifice of the mass was everything was different. You know, used to kind of say, okay, let's hope we get a good homily, you know. And then after that, though, for me, like after my conversion, everything was all about the, the, the Eucharist, about, about you know, that part of the Mass. Mm-hmm. The end was, was the most important thing. I do. I want to leave some time for you um, to talk about your conversion. <laughs> I understand Covecrest was a special time. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want you to talk about that in some depth. Um, so, yeah, going into my senior year of high school, I had just gotten involved in Sacred Heart Life Teen, um, and James Optenhoff pushed me to uh, sign up to go to Cove Crest, and I was like, okay, why not? Which is really kind of difficult for me, because that was also a year that my whole grade was going to the STM retreat 10,000 feet, um, so it was hard for me to stray from the crowd and do something different. But I know I was thinking in my head, like, this might be the Lord's plan for me. And, like, he wants me there for a reason. And so I went to Covecrest. And one of my summer missionaries was just a super awesome woman. Um, She loved me so well and received me so well, even when I opened up to her about things, like, that I had never opened up to people about before. And she just, like, authentically listened to me which was a really beautiful thing. And after that week, I actually could not talk to her because it was safe environment rules. So I, this girl that I had literally spilled my whole (laughs) spiel to, my whole life to, I couldn't really talk to again, which was really hard. But I learned to pray for trust rather than clarity that I was going to like get to talk to her again or just that like, the Lord would carry me through it. And so then came my senior year of high school. Um, and I really found my group of friends that were involved in campus ministry and loved the Lord as much as I did. And they helped me through a lot. I wanted to go to Quest that year, but I could not because we had a volleyball tournament. But a lot of them came back just like overflowing with joy and kind of just like radiated that onto me and I was like this is the time to like kick in and so I did um and I spent my senior year just being who I was meant to be and made in the image and likeness of God and like not worrying about what other people thought and just like learning that prayer was super important even if it was just like offering up a test or um a minor inconvenience from that day and so yeah, and then I applied to go to Covecrest again the summer after my senior year, and we went again. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, a lot of things combined. It wasn't, like, one straight encounter with Christ that I was, like, yeah, like, this is what I want to do. Like, this, I'm here to live for my faith. It was more like the little things that all built up that I had to learn to recognize in my life. Um, but, yeah. It sounds like a lot of what stands out to you in your conversion and what's important you learned through people it was like Mm -hmm. through the lord but through people Mm -hmm. which i think is awesome because you're a people person Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's just inspiring and i love something you said it kind of took me back a little bit like learning to pray for trust rather than to pray for clarity Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a lesson that you can take with you the rest of your life Mm -hmm. because learning to trust more is ultimately what's going to you know, lead you on the right path. So tell me if you have prayed or are you discerning 
in your vocation in your life? Um, every day, I just pray that the Lord leads me where he wants me to go. Right now, it's just like my vocation as a student, um, just getting my classes done. And then when it comes to that time, it will it'll come mm-hmm. and like I'll know it because the Lord will make himself so present. But I'm also praying and discerning. Like I just got accepted into working summer missions for Cove Crest this mm-hmm. summer. Um, so praying on that a little bit, just like making sure that this is where the Lord wants me um, is definitely a big thing right now. Yeah. Tell our listeners where, where Cove Crest is, because I don't even know. <laughs> Cove Crest is in Tiger, Georgia. It's a camp from Life Teen. They have three camps. Um, the other ones are Camp Hidden Lake, which is in, like, I can't even pronounce the town. But <laughs> it's also in Georgia, not too far from Tiger. And then they just reopened Camp Golden State, which is in California. Um, but it's Cove Crest is more for high school um, high school kids. And then Hidden Lake is a mix. You can be high school or you can be middle school, like working through Edge. But it's a really special place. Tell me about social media, how you view it. <laughs> I mean, you're in that age where you're, it's, a, it's a big part of your life, mm-hmm. Emily as well. But, you know, as, as older uh, adults, we, we, we think of it as the devil pretty much. You know, I know <laughs> I do. But, uh, but what's your take on, on where it has a place in the world? Um, I think personally social media is not a bad thing unless you abuse it and make it a bad thing um i like on instagram like i follow many catholic accounts that are just like inspirationals or just like if i follow like matt frad or scott Hahn, like who just like have good things to say and like want to put it out there to the world um but i also think we can get drawn into like glorifying our life on social media Mm -hmm. which is why like when I went to school I tried to kind of stay off a little bit not completely because like I was so far away from home I needed to keep up with my friends and just like see what was going on with them and so I could ask them about it and make good conversation about it but I also think like getting like just like engulfed in it and like just like constantly scrolling or just like not being present for other people but I think that it has a very good place in this world if it is used the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally think if you are someone that is rooted in your faith and you have a firm foundation, then it's it's okay mm-hmm. like you. Um, like you can go on it and not get trapped in it. Because personally, the times that I'm super rooted, it's like I can go on it and it's healthy. But the times where I'm maybe not praying as often, I can get caught in the mm-hmm. trap of social media. So I think it depends on where your feet are set yeah just a minute left in the show we've blown through a lot of time and uh it's just been beautiful having this conversation one thing from my perspective just she's got an incredible uh, love for the lord Mm -hmm. and uh, i know you have a devotion to mary and uh, Mm -hmm. that's so powerful and it comes through and um you know i know the, the 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 good lord has big things for you i hope you'll you plan to live in lafayette I don't know. Ultimately, we'll see. Open to that too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, like I said, just a minute. Anything else you want to share with us? Maybe challenge anyone, or um, you know, give us some advice. Um, I think a big thing that's impacted me is I had an accountability partner at school, hmm. and just 15 minutes of individual prayer a day has changed my life. Especially like trying to not do it at night, right before I go to bed, like putting it off. Maybe like during, in the middle of the day when I have like a 30 minute time period in between classes like just going pray and like offering the day up to the lord 
is something that has really let me grow. You're speaking to my soul because I, <laughs> I wait till it's almost over, right? And I'm falling asleep going, why did mm-hmm. I wait this long? Yeah, that's great advice, AD. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Emily, you've been a great co-host. <laughs> She's auditioning for my job. <laughs> so one day maybe. Uh, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Annie Lee Davis. Um, you can hear us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. If you search Cajun Catholics when you're in Steubenville, I know you'll be listening to all the episodes. <laughs> and uh, I, I thank you all for being on the show. Annalise, we love you. Love and you. we'll be praying for you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, again, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.